This is Max Raffling, episode 306. Welcome to the show. This is your captain speaking for the first time, finally, from the new house. Uh, we finally have broadband, so luckily... Whoop, whoop. What did I say his name was? Kevin from BT is not getting Mollywop. Mollywop. BT were very good. Can't recommend him enough. Fuck Sky. But I'm also joined by the podcast machine, Mike Larkin, Travis DeWalker-Anderson, and the promo champion... King Moo the second. We got a full house to kick off the show this week. Right. I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you, right. Daz. You sold out getting on that TikTok, man. You sold out. Like I Is said, doing I, like I said, just watching videos. I'm pretty much just watching. Like I said, there there will be no silly dances. There will be no horrible lip syncing. Well, then don't hate. Don't hate. Okay. What's wrong with the, what's wrong with so, the Larkin. One thing you yeah. need to know, Larkin, is that. Yeah, our good dear captain did make one TikTok. Yes, that involved <laughs> Beauty and the Beast and and Vinny. <laughs> and Vinny did was just... Vinny Jones. All right, you had me at Vinny Jones. I'm not gonna lie. All right, that was very good. Bonjour. Still, Bonjour. Like, <laughs> I I wake up every morning and watch funny videos of dogs. What's what's not to like? Wait a minute. Yeah. When you said Vinnie Jones, here's the thing. When you said I wake up every morning, you took me back to Sheena Easton, man. Euro trip. Sing, my baby takes the morning train. Pretty damn good, lads. <laughs> you know, oh. there's probably quite a few I could make of Vinnie Jones, so we, we will see how it goes. That's hey, that could, be, that could be your thing on there. We'll probably see <laughs> how long it takes me to get bored of it, because I get bored of trendy apps very quickly. Yeah. Well, you just also started a Netflix episode for us, man. Some Vinnie Jones, man. Vinnie Jones. There's got to be some Vinnie Jones. Got to watch The Condemned, man. Got to watch The Condemned. All right. Uh, we are also one week away from Podcast Promo 6. And before we get all excited, that also means we're a week away from Old Bill squashing another young world champion. Oh, oh hell. Hmm. You know what? I am looking forward to one thing about the Rumble. Fucking RWT's having a goddamn Zoom call. Well, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. We're all going to be screaming and probably drunk. It's going to be great. Well, yeah. Speaking of drunk, what I was going to say is what I look forward to every year with a Rumble is the Rumble drinking games. There you go. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what? Rumble drinking games. <laughs> Who's got the Rumble drinking games? I need to know these. I mean, I usually put one together. Like a couple of years ago, there was one. Every time Roman eliminates somebody, it's like, I'm fucked. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. <laughs> Before you know it, you're head first in the sink. I, hey, I do. I, I, my, all my setup is in the kitchen, bro. The trash cans, but a mere drag away. I, I did one one year where I specifically uh, did like shots of Jaeger just so I could get rid of this big box of miniatures that I had. Oh, Lord. That went well. Uh, that was also oh, the year oh. of two Rumble matches for the first time. Oh. <laughs> Uh, okay, before we get to the Rumble, of course, we need to go back to Friday night, so it is time to recap the smack. Roman isn't happy with the basic contract for the Royal Rumble and Paul Heyman suggests it needs a stipulation. Meanwhile, Shinsuke Nakamura is a face once again and has a bone to pick with Jey Uso and does so with a Kinshasa for a dose of revenge. Backstage, Adam Pearce signs a contract for the Rumble for a no DQ match while Jey complains to referee Charles Robinson about the match with Nakamura. However, 
As Heyman returns the contract to Roman, the champion decides he wants a last man standing match instead. Debuting a new punk look, Billy Kay accompanied the Riot Squad and accidentally cast Liv Morgan a match against Natalia. She looks stupid. I wouldn't say stupid, but with Dominic Mysterio on commentary, randomly being encouraged by Corey to interfere in the match. Okay. Rey Mysterio took a beating from and a loss uh, from Baron Corbin as King Corbin also smacks Dominic and uses the, the, the distraction to his advantage. If you told me three years ago that Bailey would have her own talk show, I'd have laughed in your fucking face. However, nonetheless, Ding Dong Hello debuted this past week, conveniently oh, two days after Britt Baker's talk show was on Dynamite. Her guest, oh. Bianca Belair, accepts a challenge to an obstacle course next week. What? Fortunately, SmackDown managed to pull things back with an indie wet dream as Cesaro gets a victory in a show stealer with Daniel Bryan. And as Carmella runs her mouth in an interview with Charlie, Sasha Banks interrupts and will agree to another rematch with Carmella if she can face Reginald first. Looking to impress... Reginald? That's the, the dude that hangs around with Carmella. Uh, looking okay. to impress his new friends, Roman and Heyman, Apollo stole a win over Sami Zayn before playing more mind games with the Intercontinental Champion Big E. Their rematch is made official for next week. And in the final segment... Adam Pearce meets with Roman and his entourage for the second contract signing. Once Roman signs, Adam smirks and feigns an old injury as he replaces himself, despite microphone issues, with Kevin Owens. And apparently, Vince was very pissed off with the uh, audio issues on SmackDown, as was I. Me too. Because Adam Pearce was cutting a pretty good promo, and it was a nice swerve. And you could barely hear what the fuck he was saying because the mic kept shorting. Yeah, and then as yep. soon as Kevin Owens' music hit, he just, they freaking cut to black, you know? <laughs> That's fucked. Uh, I mean, they managed to salvage some of it. Um, I mean, honestly, when they showed the recap on Raw, I thought they were just going to redub what Adam Pearce said. Like, can you, can you do those lines again so we can play the recap? <laughs> One take city around here, pal. Uh, but it was a nice swerve nonetheless, and now we get Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns in a last man standing match at the Rumble. I'm pissed that Moses Marquez said that Billy Kay looked stupid. I didn't. Stupid is not the word. Hello. Yeah. Hello, Kay. And and she also went on Twitter to make it clear that she she's always been a punk, and in fact, uh, when she used to wrestle in Australia, very early days, she had punk attire and Avril Lavigne entrance music. So it's nothing new. I, I'm going to steal a line from Avril Lavigne. You know you just opened Pandora's box, man. I'm going to put it on her with Billy Kay, man. I'm with you. I am with you, Billy Kay. You see what I did there, Daz? I know you saw what I did there, man. Uh, why are you going to make things so complicated, Mike? Hey, man, I'm just a skater boy. That's what I am, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hey, hey, you, I, you. I'm with yeah. you. No. Damn no. dog. <laughs> Calm down, Mike. Calm down. I, hey. I mentioned pop music. Mike's getting carried away. Yo, know, first right, and foremost, well, I'm going to say this to quote you, Mr. Moses Marquez. Daz and I, when it comes to Billy Kay's look, we all the bad. Some, somebody out now is also listening, saying, did he just refer to Avril Lavigne as pop music? Yes, it's pop music. Yes, it is. It's it is pop music. Oh, God, you bastard. It's pop music with she guitars. The, yeah, and she dated the dude from Sum 41. I, I think they were married for a little bit, right? Uh, I thought, yes, they were married for a little Derek Wibley, and then, of course, she married Chad Kroger, who, again, pop How music. How does that happen? She goes from Sum 41 to Nickelback. 
Holy hell. Nickelback also went from some 41 to Nickelback. Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. That was SmackDown. Um, before we get into Monday nights, uh, I'm not sure how I feel actually about Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns having another match because I just don't really want to see Kevin Owens take another loss. Well, that debates. Who do you think he's going to face at Mania? Nakamura or uh, Daniel Bryan? Oh, Roman. Uh, oh, oh, I mean, I know exactly who he's going to face. They're, they're really ahead. pushing Daniel Bryan for the Rumble, so I've got my hopes. I, I, know, I know exactly who Kevin Owens is going to face at Mania. Oh, Brock Lesnar? No, the Pirate <laughs> Ship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I know where you went there. <laughs> yeah, didn't he post a picture of it? And everybody's like, yeah, he's definitely jumping off that thing. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's been very open about how he's excited about it. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I, I, I got my hopes up for Roman versus Brian at Mania. But I'm not getting my hopes up too much because it's WWE and we know they like to fuck us over. Well, yeah. Just please don't give us Goldberg versus Roman title for title. Jesus. No. 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 <clears throat> Ign- ignore I said that. I'm not I'm not giving anybody I mean, any I'm ideas. I'm already like not watching 90% of their products, so I don't really don't give a fuck. Well, yeah. you know, that, that's a good segue for me because it's that time of the week. We watch it so you don't have to. <laughs> We're going in raw. Raw begins with the Phantom of the Thunderdome, as a masked Randy Orton reflects on getting his face seemingly burned the fuck off by a tiny little fireball last He's week. He's Luchador. It's a throwback to, what was it, SmackDown vs. Raw 2007, I want to say? 12. 12, okay, I'm way out. 2012! Uh, as Lacey Evans arrives with Ric Flair, the pair once again interrupt Charlotte's match to distract her, but she still manages to submit Peyton Royce, because of course... Following an altercation backstage between Matt Riddle and the Hurt Business, Mace Sharks went up for the retribution with a win over Xavier Woods. Prior to their match later in the night, Asuka joined Alexa in her playground and made the mistake of mentioning The Fiend. Big no-no. Following the victory over Mandy Rose, Shayna Baszler decided that she and Nia Jax should finally get their rematch for the women's tag team titles, which Nia Jax didn't seem too bothered about, but anyway. Despite people declaring for the Rumble left, right, and center, for reasons, another person had to earn their spot against AJ Styles, that being Ricochet. And with a beautiful bounce-back suplex after ropes into a Styles clash, AJ denied another entrant, while plenty of people will still, no doubt, simply declare themselves next week. Now, on the yeah. dirt sheet, special guest Old Bill turns out to be Old Dwayne, as Miz and the other Misses are joined by Gilberg. Followed by Bernard the Head Elf from the Santa Claus as a parody of Drew McIntyre, who seemed to be Irish rather than Scottish, but he's Bernard, so we'll let that slide. And as things quickly go wrong, Miz declares that he will cash in his briefcase at the Royal Rumble. Despite some internal issues, Hurt Business defeated Matt Riddle and the Lucha Brothers and Jack- Jeff Hardy versus Jackson Riker. Such fresh. As Elias causes a DQ, Riker plants Hardy with an asshole slam. 
<laughs> a playful Alexa Bliss takes on Asuka before the lights black out before the break. After, I guess, too many insurance commercials, we return from the break to find Alexa darker and emotionless. Despite several angry kicks from Asuka, Alexa pins the champion, following her sister Abigail before switching back to her playful self and the voice of the Fiend echoes through the Thunderdome. Okay, I got some things to say. First and foremost, asshole slam, I love you. Okay, so I'm going to say this, man. First of all, Bernard really let himself go. Friggin' Goldstein, man. Harold you know what? All they eat is candy in the North Pole. That is true. Right, and, and of got. course, Judge Reinhold's sandwiches, but... He was right. also in, like, a crime show, I think. It, yes. What, what was it? Numbers. Yes. 20... Numbers. Numbers. He, he was a mathematical genius. Yeah. I just seen some big fat guy in, in, like, a bunch of pictures on Facebook and shit, and that's all I know about this fucker. Uh, I also nicknamed him, and I mean this in no offense because he is actually Jewish. I refer to him as Jew McIntyre. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So, the Randy Orton thing from, and it wasn't 2012, I believe it was SmackDown vs. Raw 2011, the Chris Jericho storyline, that whole thing. It's Randy Orton. He's a, he's yes. a luchador. Well, oh, it made man, sense. Oh, man, now he's got to do some flippy shit. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Cody when, you know, yes. like he got paperback. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. But it's an interesting layer to the character, and I don't want to see more of the Charlotte, Peyton Royce, Lacey Evans. I, I don't know. And. Uh, make it stop. Make it stop. The, but, I mean, yeah. the The thing with the Randy Orton, the Fiend, and Alexa thing is that Randy's very boring to listen to, so having him open well with a five-minute promo doesn't help the storyline, and Alexa's carrying the whole thing. He just went on and on and on and on. And the, he said, that what was it, the reason why he burned him is because he doesn't want him to win the Rumble. And I'm like, yeah, that's the reason why he doesn't want you to win the Rumble, you son of a bitch. How about the fact what? that you burned the fucking house down? Yeah! He said one of the reasons he burned him because the feed wants me not to so, win the Royal hold on. Rumble. So, so, so you burnt a man to a crisp to ensure he doesn't win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, he said that the reason why he did it is because he, he knows the fiend doesn't want him to win the Royal Rumble, so he burned him to the crisp. That's the dumbest thing I've ever felt. <laughs> like, I'm, I, 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 my head hurts from trying to make sense of that because it's nonsensical and it's stupid. It is. As, as, Chris, as Chris Jericho said a little over a year ago, it was a stupid idea from stupid creative. Absolutely. Yep. Oh. And how many times are we going to get the Retribution versus Xavier Woods thing now? Well, I mean, first oh of all, God. at least they've moved on from Ricochet. Well, the Mace finish was wonky as hell. Mace almost like dropped them like very badly. Could have been bad. Fucking Who's the face. Fin- uh, <laughs> Madden. Yeah. Yeah. Dio Madden was the announcer. Yeah. Mace is the that big one. tall one in the Predator mask. Yes. Uh. So they do that, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, God. So the story makes sense because you know it's leading to Kofi and Ali because Ali is like, you know, he took my spot in 2019, you know, when I got injured. Which so I'm looking for surprisingly that. good continuity for WWE. Correct. But I'm tired of seeing Xavier Woods get killed. Now, next week, he's probably going to face Shane Thorne. Slap nuts. I mean, slapjack. So, you know. Uh, and also, I, where was Mia Yim this week? Well... Keith Lee, man. Maybe she was with Keith Lee. Yeah, I did, I did see their, uh, their their TikTok. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. 
So, I mean, it's one of those things. Hell yeah. So, it's one of those things where I also look at it from a stance like, yo, when it comes to that feud, I'm like, all right. But one other thing I really am not that keen on is, like, all right, the Alexa Bliss thing, I like it. But the only thing I'm really not keen on is, man, we got to have her come back as friggin', what was her name in uh, Japan? Was it, um, oh my God, Kana, right? Oscar with that, like, character. And, dude, if she comes out yeah. like that against Alexa Bliss, I'm all about it. Well, hopefully. I mean, if Alexa works the same way as a fiend and changes people she touches, then hopefully we get a dark side of Asuka. Because it, it was kind of stupid to see Asuka sort of trying not to offend somebody and tiptoeing around Alexa. Like, you're, you're fucking Asuka. Oh, no. You used yep. to kill people every week. Yeah. She fear. Yep. Bullshit. Assholes. And yeah. Jackson Riker and Jeff Hardy, I don't... You know, I'm Jack's tired racist. of Jeff Hardy. Jack's racist, thank you. Yeah, no, I don't want to see that feud anymore. And now it looks like, what, are we going to get an Elias-Jackson Riker feud? Like, they just put them together, and now it's like, oh my. Yeah. No, I, 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 it just makes <laughs> no sense to me. And then on top of that, I'm uh, oh God, I'm finishing up this fight pit match. Yeah. Yes. I love my two screen thing right now. This is awesome. Like I'm talking to you guys on one like my laptop and then I hold another big old screen right next to me. I'm watching this thing. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about what I just watched in the ending. I this sucks. But anyway, yeah, we'll uh, it doesn't suck soon. as much as uh, Elias and fucking Jackson races. Again, this is this is why Kent and I watch this so you guys don't have to. We get I to see them. I also love Adam Pearce trying to defend this whole thing where some people can declare for the Royal Rumble and then some people have to fight AJ to earn a spot. And then didn't this fucking loser go on Twitter or whatever and give an explanation? Yeah, that's what I mean. He he kind of defended creative saying, well, management decides some people can just declare themselves and they decide some people can't. And I'm like, well, so basically what he's saying is it makes no fucking sense and he doesn't get it either. Yep. I liked uh, how uh, Big E defended and was explaining the booking of WrestleMania. Yes, which makes perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> like, absolutely nobody was shocked. So what WWE apparently yeah. do is they go through a list of part-timers, and uh, if any of them are not available for Mania, then they go to see, okay, who's been busting their ass all year? Nobody, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think the only thing that was refreshing for me, because you said on SmackDown, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan was really, really good. Yes. And for all like AJ Styles and Ricochet was really, really good. And like you said so eloquently there, Daz, that fucking spot off the ropes, oh. unique. I loved it. That was beautiful. I will I just... admit that that spot was so awesome that I have some non-wrestling fans like shoot me that. They're like, oh, my God, did you see that? I'm like, I don't watch Raw anymore. It was so smooth. <laughs> No, it really was. I've seen the clip. Um, but you know what? I can just imagine like the the board meeting for the for WrestleMania. Like, so can we get Honky Tonk Man? Uh, no, he's not available. Uh, well, what about Sid Vicious? Nope, he's not available. Okay, then I guess we're gonna have to go with Daniel Bryan. You guess? Yeah, that that's exactly how <laughs> I think is. Vince's mentality works. Oh, I'm sure it is. Dumbass. My bad. Okay, we'll get to Tuesday in just a second. But if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, like and share. And whatever podcast platform you may be listening to, don't forget to subscribe right now and take it to the max every single week. To the max. Max. 
Well, this past Saturday was hard to kill. Congratulations, Mike, on retaining the predictions championship while I came seven days short of tying Travis for the longest reign. Fuck's sake, Mike. First of all, here's what made me laugh, because Mr. Travis the Walker-Anderson, my broski over here, was so happy because I, we put this Facebook broski. story I'm sure he was. Back. He was so <laughs> He was ha 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 all the way home, and I laughed my ass off because he was so proud and so boastful of the fact that, you know, you're going to have to try another time, my friend. And he was so happy. <laughs> it hurts more because it was impact. Like, my impact That's... streak is over now, too. <laughs> it hurts more. Can we just. Can we can we just say it? Can we? We're gonna let's if, go. If hop. it was WWE, I would have understood. Yes. Well, if it if it means anything, guys, you're still the Max World Champion. Yep. Well, yeah. You know what? You know what else makes it hurt? <clears throat> it's all because of Tasha and fucking Kiara Hogan. <laughs> See. <laughs> but that just makes it even better. <laughs> I was thinking to myself last night, why the fuck did I go with Havoc and Nevaeh? Like, they barely ever win. And Tasha and Kiera have been getting pushed to the moon. Why the fuck did I go with Havoc and Nevaeh? Travis was the only one to get that right because those are his girls. Well, Well, it's not even just that. Those are his girls, he says. I mean, it's well, I don't really care too much for Tasha. Don't tell them that, but... (laughs) Tell them now. But no, I mean, ever since I was started watching impact last year you know it's been kiara and tasha stills well so that there was really no other or uh knockout tag team it was only them so and then they started doing more and more and more and they pretty much brought back the tag team titles themselves yeah i'm really kicking myself that i didn't use that logic because it makes perfect sense yeah, that's why I, I didn't go with them because it's Kara Hogan. I went with them because that was literally the logical thing to do. Mm. Okay. Now, he says it's the most logical thing to do, which is correct. But also, you could just admit that it has a little bit to do with Kara. <laughs> Absolutely. <See>? Like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. So we will discuss the aftermath of How to Kill right now. Brace yourself for impact. Um, okay, so before we get into Impact, uh, I don't, really don't know how to approach this. I, I can kind of understand why Ethan Page would be pissed off with the way the match was edited, because it was edited like crap and it looked stupid, but honestly, when you think about it, there was really no way to make that look good. It was always going to be a stupid concept. Uh, Facts. I, honestly, I don't know what I was expecting, but I know what we got was not what, not it, <laughs> like not at all. <laughs> well, like I, I have been struggling because all right. So, for example, well, at two o'clock a.m. this morning, I started watching all the wrestling. And I watched Hard to Kill. I watched Impact. I watched Impact. I watched AEW, NXT. I watched all of it. Notice how he said all the wrestling and not the sports entertainment side. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so because I keep 
doing this to myself, I decided, you know, I'm cramming so much and whatnot, I'm going to start taking damn notes. And, <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I can take the picture right now. Oh, it says, hard to kill. Ethan Page versus Karate Man. What the hell was that? <laughs> it was Ethan Page versus the Karate Man. Fucking hell. It was a pile of shit. It was executed poorly, but if you want an example of how a, you know, Mortal Kombat uh, what if Street I don't Fighter type of thing to? kind of works, then the check dudes? out Black Mirror. They did it. Yep, they did the it, dude. right? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, you're going to talk about the episode where they're making love in the video game? Yeah, yeah, you know what I bet. I mean, when they're actually in neck yeah. fighting. Great stuff. That was, that was a ignore that. <laughs> that, that. That was a very weird episode, but it was also really cool to see them sort of in the video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we get carried away with, uh, with, with Falcon going nuts inside a video game... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, Impact kicked off with EY defeating Rhino by submission. Their name is now Violent by Design. I like that. What? You know what they, well, you know what that reminds me of? Okay, Same well, here's what that reminds me of. One of the great WWE video games, SmackDown Here Comes the Pain, when you get to the faction storyline, one of the faction names is Dangerous by Design. So, Violent by Design. I wonder if that's where they got it from. Could be. Got it. Um, well, after the match, they assault both Rhino and Cousin Jake. Um, I, I, I kind of stopped referring to them as, you know, Mickey Rourke and Woody Harrelson now. <laughs> now. Now that they have an actual name and they're not just a couple of guys randomly thrown together. A couple of weeks. Uh, we also saw unseen footage from Saturday, which uh, showed Moose attacking Rich Swan in the locker room after the match. Because obviously Moose wants that Impact World title because he's starting to realize the belt he's carrying around means jack shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so also here's my problem. You got you got an AEW World Champion on the pay per view for Hard to Kill. Yeah, facing the Impact World Champion. Yeah, and Penny. the AEW. The AEW champion wins. What the fuck does that say about their champion? See. Well, I mean, if you put them one-on-one, there's no way Rich Swan would beat Kenny Omega anyway. Facts. Well, I know, and that's that's my logic. I feel like if they were going to do this, they should have taken the title off of Rich sooner. Yeah, or because somebody I, in the match who wasn't the world champion. I honestly, I if I was Rich Swan, I'd be like, okay, I let down my company, I let down my fans, I'm just gonna relinquish the title, but, you know, just fuck this. God like, damn. like apparently, I am not the world champion, so maybe somebody else is. Here I, you go, Moose. I, I kind of <laughs> see Rich Swan as a placeholder anyway. I, I just can't take him seriously as a world champion. I Man. I never have been. Oh God, I I hate it. I no, I don't like it. But it just makes them. It just made them look so freaking weak. Yeah, you know, like as a world champion, and I'm like, if if he beats Moose, 
I don't know what I'm going to think. Oh, no, I think honestly. they've been building Moose to be the Impact World Champion for a long time now. The the yeah. thing with Swan is the storyline worked against Eric Young, and it paid off big time. But then the aftermath is like, yeah, okay, now I just don't see him as a main eventer. Yeah. Concur. And it's also one of those things now where I'm going to say, we got Rebellion coming up, so I'm sure they're going to set up Omega and Swan one-on-one. Oh, some, somebody thought we were going to get Omega and Ibushi at Rebellion because they've added the Omega symbol to the Rebellion logo and it's on top of a star. And I'm like, no, the star was there last year. That's just part of the logo. Oh, <laughs> Overlooking city, man. Good <laughs> Lord. That's the same logo as last year. I mean, Kenny Omega and Impact is impressive, but Kota Ibushi, not going to happen. Hey, they could say we had Tanahashi, but yeah, that was how many years ago? Well, and Nakamura and Okada. And yeah, Naito. New New Japan already have released statements that they don't plan on working with nobody. Yeah, especially with uh, Tamatanga getting triggered. Oh fucking! <laughs> don't don't mention the name Michael Elgin to Tamatanga. Oh no, that one I agreed with him on. No, like that I don't care about Mike. Oh, same here. Completely agreed with him on that one. But did y'all see that? little interview that he did i saw the thumbnail but i didn't dare click it <laughs> oh you you need to go see it because i can just imagine him ranting and raving about a freaking name well it, they're not he's not ranting about a name he's ranting about the two sweet and like i know i know I, i've gotten a little bit of heat in our promo competitions about me cussing a lot man <laughs> This guy's got nothing. Like, this guy, good God. He, he blew me out of the water on that one. He dropped, like, it, he may have had, like, a actual word aside from a curse word. Maybe Jeez. one out of ten. So it's kind of like a Martin Scorsese film in interview form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worse. Those it was using my fucking hand, signing my fucking name. Oh, um, well... That, that, but add about three other curse words. Shit. So, <laughs> watch your fucking mouth. Watch your fucking mouth. The call with Travis is saying, yes, we do, we do tease him about his cursing, but yes, I did see the Tomatonga thing. Tomatonga is like Al Pacino and Scarface, which is how Blink 182 got their name because he says the F word 182 times in the film. Yes. Hell yeah. Like, I can kind of understand Tama having an issue with them using the Bullet Club name. However, they're not doing shit with the Bullet Club in New Japan. But I don't see how them using Too Sweet really affects him. Well, he, they were, he was basically saying, you know, it was the Too Sweet that was heard across the world, blah, 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 blah. And he's just getting butthurt that he's not getting the spotlight. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the two sweet that was heard across the world because it was the first time you'd seen those five guys together in years. Oh, he tried going at the... Uh, he took a big old jab at the elite. Is, didn't anything, but. is he just pissed that it made a bigger impact than the, the firing squad? See, si. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that went down like a lead balloon. Well, you know, you know, because Thomas is probably still mad because nobody recognizes him as one of the original members. That's a, that's probably a good possibility. But either way, I mean, like, shit. 
Do something about it. Shut your mouth and just damn do something about it. I'm kind of with that action I mean, right there. Would he be getting pissed if Finn Balor was doing a reunion in NXT? Or is it just because it's Kenny in the Bucks? Not uh, because it's Kenny in the now, Bucks. Now, what about when the Good Brothers were with AJ? Yeah. The Buenos Hermanos? He didn't say nothing about the club. No. I knew we were doing too sweet every week. I don't think he did. I don't know. I don't fucking listen to him that much because he likes to rant about everything. Yeah. I mean, I like Tang, uh, Tama, but he gets triggered way too easily. Mm-hmm. And, like, hardcore triggered at that. Yeah. Well, well speaking of the Good Brothers, um, the Buenos victory parade is interrupted by Chris Sabin looking for a rematch, and he introduces his temporary partner, I guess. Well... Uh, Shelly's still injured or whatever, and that being James Storm. I gotta say it. I'm sorry about your damn look. Sorry about your damn luck. Yes, most of guys. Also, you forgot the other one. Long necks and rednecks on yeah. my friends. I didn't notice until his entrance in the match later on that they've redone the song. Yes. Like, it's the same style and everything, and I'm pretty sure it's the same. I'm pretty sure it's him singing it again, but it's slightly different. They re-recorded it. He's had so many cool theme songs. I mentioned Long Necks and Rednecks. I'll be honest with you. I hated the revolution with him, TJP, Mahabali Shera, go back to India, and friggin' Abyss and the whole nine there. Let me tell you something. I did enjoy the theme song. Remember, sooner or later, God'll cut you down. Like, it's not a bad theme song, but God dang, I hated the revolution. Well, obviously, the guys couldn't afford the rights to the original version. Yep. Yep, yep. Um... Well, believe it. sorry for Moses' damn luck because they are then interrupted oh. by Big Money Matt <laughs> and Private Party. Fucking geeks! <laughs> or as we have affectionately become to call them, the Hardy no, Party. fucking geeks! Alright, Moses. Listen. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. Fucking geeks! Let me tell you something, but bitch. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed these hey, geeks. This is. I like Private Party. I like Matt Hardy. I do. I've said it so many times to you, Moses. You know what I'm about to say. Geek Squad. Do I That's like what you're about to say. <laughs> no, I'm about to say. Squad. I do not like Matt in the ring. Simply oh, on the mic period. as a manager. I can get behind that. And that's what we saw on Impact this week. Yeah, and I, that's I what it needs to be every damn day. This was the best he's been so far since becoming the asshole manager. Ever yeah. since he left Impact last time. Yeah. Um, I also <laughs> found it funny that he mentioned Impact's lawyers because, yeah, he knows all about them. <laughs> oh, that he does. That he does. Hashtag fuck that L. <laughs> oh, how long till Rebby gets on this one? Oh my goodness. Um, First, you know what that's. You know what Rebby's got to do. She's got to you know, you know, keep the old legaroonies. She got to get a hobby. And four friggin' like, kids. Take up cooking or something. Whoa. It's a blessing, but good lord, <laughs> get in that kitchen and make me a sandwich. Get a, pool, get a pool table. <laughs> do something. Well, Kid first of all, like that one. Like getting a, well, with the pool table, man, you just gave him another spot yeah, for yeah, some love. Yeah, yeah, I just thought of that. Maybe not a good idea. <laughs> another spot for living. 
That's if Matt doesn't die through it first. Anyways, the thing, another thing that I enjoyed about that segment with Matt was talking about how he used he him and Jeff never lost the tag titles. Well, yes. they they got stripped from a lame teleport teleportation gimmick storyline. Yes. And and he used that in order to cohort them into giving private party. Yeah, because because uh, private party is was, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Yeah, There's I know. Two young but black I mean, fellows are, are two old white guys. It it's just the continuity there that I enjoyed. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about it, too? Hold on. All right, because Travis has a great point with continuity. Because if you look at how they got stripped of the tag titles, the first time was because Jeff friggin' fell off the damn motocross of the motorcycle yeah. doing his yep. jump. Yep. And then now, see, because, you know, the decay thing, and they get the tag titles because they were leaving, they teleported, they thought they were going to an Indian. No, they lose the tag titles. So, yeah, continuity. He's right. He's right. Jeff, Jeff Hardy's uh, insurance brokers must be sweating every year. <laughs> Geeks. Like, I'm, I'm sure they love wrestlers in general, but then you get Jeff doing crazy stunts on bikes and all kinds of crazy shit. Did oh. you ever hear him tell the story of it on the ENC pod of awesomeness? He was pretty much talking about how he fell, and then he pretty much told his buddy, Call Dixie! Call Dixie! I was also going to mention him getting branded. Yes. That, that was crazy. The fireball. Oh, Jeff, man. S- simmer down, Jeff. Literally. So, um, I, there was also another great line where Matt calls Private Party the second best tag team. And at, at, at first, they looked at him like, what the fuck? And he goes, after me and my brother Jeff. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so, Matt manages to secure... A shot at the Good Brothers if Private Party can defeat Saban and Storm later in the night. Um, Well, before we get to that, Matt Cardona is now in Impact. Yeah! Uh, Holy shit. I gotta be honest, I'm still kind of indifferent to it. Okay. Hopefully you can do something to impress me. All right. Hold on one second here. You know I got to say, yeah, because, you know, representing L.I., Long Island, baby, Long Island, New York. I'm talking about the NYWC. I'm talking about the heat stroke. I'm talking about Brian Myers and Brett Matthews coming out to the Backstreet Boys. It's got to be you. Track four of the Millennium album. He comes out here. He's always ready. He's got the little thing going on with Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Josh Alexander, he's a walking weapon. I got to tell you something. A lot of people don't get to see a little of the something-something with Matt Cardona. I think he's going to continue to impress, and also because of the fact that Kurt Hawkins Brian Myers is an impact man. I got to tell you something once more representing the LI, EI, all about the Long Island life. So, yeah, that's my little thing. Uh, Josh Alexander looked pretty badass on his own, too, without the headgear and everything. He's great. Like, that dude has such great and immense potential. I can't wait to see what he does. I mean, I was kind of worried how he'd do on his own when we heard Ethan Page was leaving, but he put all you know those doubts aside this week. Here's what you did, man. Ethan Page literally turned the page. Bob Seger Yes, he style. did. Hell yes. Uh, so, yeah, we saw them later on as Ace Austin wasn't happy. He was on the countdown panel for Hard to Kill. 
uh, and was confronted by Josh Alexander before he and Fulton attacked him, and then, of course, Matt Cardona comes to the rescue. So, just as he leaves one tag team, Josh Alexander has another tag team partner in Matt Cardona. Probably one of the most <laughs> weird makeshift tag teams. Here's the funny thing about that, man. You got Josh Alexander taking on Brian Myers on the kickoff before Hard to Kill, and now here he is teaming with Matthew Cardona. Oh, Matthew oh. Cardona, yes. <laughs> Matthew Cardona, Matt. Matthew, man, he's always ready. Ready Freddy is what I like to call him. Ready Freddy, Matt Cardona. Freddy, and I'm not talking about Freddy Got Fingered. We discussed that no. last week. Tom. No. <laughs> I love you both. So it's one of those things where, yeah, man, always ready, Matt Cardona. Uh, also, I want a Corona. Not that Corona, but I want a Corona. Kiara and Tasha spent most of the night trying to sell tickets to their title celebration next week. We also forgot to mention their new tag team, which I'm sure Travis approves of, Fire and Flavor. And I'm sure Travis will also say both of those describe uh, Kiara. Yes. Fire and Flavor. <laughs> um, meanwhile... Jordan and Jazz, apparently they're still a tag team, uh, take oh, on Kimberly and Karen. Sorry, Susan. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought Jazz was gone after that match with Jordan Grace. That's what I was counting on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude, I got to say it, Daz. We talked about it last week. Sue Young, as Susan, is literally Daphne as the governor from 2008. Yeah, but, you know. We, we 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 won't rip them too much on recycling storylines. That's true. But you know what it is too, man? And I like Daphne and I like Sue Young. For me, I like to call it the three faces of Sue. You know what I'm saying? The three faces of Sue. Yeah. And I, to quote my good buddy here, Moses Marquez, I'm all about it. And it's one of those things where you look at Sue Young, she has that multi-layers about her from a girl starting out in Shine. Here she is, Impact Wrestle, with this undead character. Then she's acting as herself, Susie, very innocent, a little naive, if you will. And then you got friggin' Susan, man, where she's like this lawyer. I can't do the accent, so I'm not even going to try. That's right, dang lawyer. Well, thank you. I can't do that. I can't get that draw with it. Thank you, Moses. But yeah, man. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Assholes. Your attorney here. Man. I am the attorney. <laughs> no, you goddamn lawyer. I think anybody with multiple personality gimmicks can always just credit Mick Foley anyway, so. Yep. This is true. Well, I mean, hell, I've been doing that with the promos <laughs> for over a year now. Yeah, so I, got, I, I got my three faces. I know the and it is it is because of Nick Foley. I mean, uh, hands down because of him. Yes. I uh, the only cool he's the coolest guy to ever show up in the Rumble three times. Me personally, yes. with 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 Captain Promos, I credit James McAvoy and Split. Ooh, nice. <laughs> there you go. There That's you a go. great way to move. Yep. I have like ten split so, personalities. And ask you to talk to you guys about that. Go ahead. If if I lose the world title, I can just blame it on Patricia. <laughs> why why did you lose the the world title? I wasn't wearing my red sock. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, so back to the match with the referee distracted Diana Perazzo very lightly taps her title belt on the back of Jazz's head for Susan to roll her up for the win dude what kind of horse shit was that because that belt that shot was a looked poor weak. shot 
bleak. Piss poor. And, and to be honest, Diana didn't even really try and strike with it. She just kind of held it up and then Jazz backed into it. Cool. Yeah, poor spot. There, there was another poor spot in uh, on AEW similar to this. But we'll talk about that later. There's a few of them. Okay. So after the match, um, Taya Valkyrie confessed to spraying Larry D with the misty spray stuff, which turned him into Lawrence D and apparently made him shoot Bravo at the wedding. Thank God this fucking storyline is over. But anyway, she is escorted out by two guys in some budget police uniforms. Uh, While Dreamer determines... Well, actually, Travis, I'm sure you have a clip of this quote, which I absolutely loved from Tommy Dreamer. Yes, oh my Uh, fucking... As he determines where where Tyre will end up. Uh, But I'm going to need you to hit play on that. I I got it. On my phone. She's lucky she'll go to Jacksonville State Prison, but for what she did, and she's not that lucky, I think they're going to send her to uh, Stanford Maximum Penitentiary for two years, maybe an option for three, and trust me, that'll change a person's soul forever. (laughs) I hope they don't send her to Baltimore. Hold me. (laughs) It's finally over. Great. Uh, What's in Baltimore? Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. I have no idea. I think it was just him being stupid. Maryland. Okay. I figured that. Maryland Championship Wrestling, MLW, I don't know. One of those things. No, MLW is in Texas. Major League Wrestling. I don't know, man. I'm thinking Maryland Championship Wrestling. Okay, so to answer the question, what's in Baltimore? Nothing's in Baltimore. (laughs) The Ravens. (laughs) Okay. So, Here's the thing, because Robert Davis actually agreed with me on this, and I got to talk about this. So I was saying that if she goes to WWE, mm-hmm. keep her in NXT. Don't do like you know what we're doing. Like I even said, don't do Miz and um, excuse me, Maurice against John Morrison and Ty if Morrison ever turns on Miz. Don't do that. Have her go to NXT, be a dominant focal point. Have her go against Rhea. Have her go against Reina. Have her go against Mercedes Martinez. She would dominate. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. If she goes uh, to WWE. Yeah. yeah, don't okay. give Joe Morrison so, more to do, jeez. Well, yeah, put her in the Rumble next month, man. It's a prime time spot to put her in the Rumble uh, next week. So, so, well, yeah, that that would work. Um, but now, if she's going to go to NXT, I would say potentially temporary and then quick call-up, depending on if she changes her fucking gimmick. Give her a new gimmick, new character, and then then talk to him. Yeah, if she keeps you the same gimmick in NXT, people are just going to call her Carmella 2.0. You hate La Huera Loca, don't you, Travis? Like, the way she is in Impact, I cannot stand her. I don't like her look. There's literally nothing about her that I like. She's not a bad talent, but just character and just overall gimmick, no, not a fan at all. She needs a complete redo. Yeah, I, I concur. Uh, and so does John Morrison. Just <laughs> stop trying to be funny. You're not funny. 
Okay, well, he first and foremost, I said to you guys, he's been doing that for years, man. Peanut butter and Johnny, the shaman of sexy, the Friday and, night delight. And it delight. always sucks. I know. He's been doing it for years. Like when, when he when he breaks into a Scottish accent and he's so proud of himself. Hey, man. 2009, Drew McIntyre, out of time. So say goodbye, man. TLC09. Hey, so uh, just quick question so I can just mark it off my damn list here. What do y'all think of D'Lo, Brown, and uh, Matt Striker on commentary? It was much like more it. natural. Yes. Um, the, only thing, the only complaint that I have is Matt Striker, like, losing his voice or just trying to talk too soft and then he just sounds like he's possessed by Father James Mitchell. <laughs> that's that's actually a good point because Matt for years was always so he starts off very low and then he gets very high because he's marking out like he was marking out from Matt Cardona at the pay-per-view doing the rumble spot where he marked out over Booker T coming back to the WWE. Uh, he's one of those guys who's just very passionate. I understand Travis's thing. And D'Lo, like I said, this is the first time I've heard D'Lo be on commentary since he was on Sunday Night Heat with the coach back in 02. So, I mean, they both did their thing. I think it's refreshing because Josh Matthews at the end kind of sounded like he wasn't really into it. And Madison Rain, who's now retired, was just whatever. So, yeah, I think it's a nice, fresh matchup for the commentary. They, they just felt like a normal commentary team. They were obviously far less annoying than Josh Matthews. Okay, what about about when they had the Pope on there, Pope Daddy? Oh, I love Pope. He was so energetic. Oh, same. Yeah, I love Pope on commentary. I wish they would bring him back. Well, and then what about when Jeremy Borash got on commentary? A lot of people felt Jeremy was boring. In my eyes, JB can do no wrong. Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't... Okay, but I only say that because, like, I'll hold a grudge against JB. Because he went to WWE? No. Okay, why? Uh, it's when I met him. Oh, God. Go ahead. I got to hear this. <laughs> All right. So, uh, just super quick. Long story short, I went to a Impact Live event in, in Greensboro, uh, North Carolina, and um, I was front row, and Mr. Anderson's walking around the ring with the microphone with JB trying to find somebody to do the last Anderson and you know of course me being an Anderson I am screaming on the top of my damn lungs and freaking Mr. Anderson is beelining like straight for me deadlocked to my eyes gets right at me and then JB grabs his arm pulls him and takes him to two little like young girls of course like teenage girls that's like i'm like fuck you and then i got to go backstage after and talk to mr anderson and i was like i i gotta know were you trying to get me to do it and he was like yeah but jb's like nah we gotta let the girls do it i'm like that motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) you know what Something very similar happened to me. I was about to meet Mr. Anderson at a fan interaction, and then he went for a shit and came back after I passed his table. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, well, that was the same day where I told him. I was like, hey, I looked at him. I'm like, you have no idea how bad I needed to do that. He's like, why did you need 
to do that. Wait a minute. I pulled out my damn driver's license and showed it to him. I'm like, my name is Anderson. I needed to do it. And he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but then he said I could claim him as my cousin. So, hey, Mr. Anderson's my cousin. <laughs> I, I just realized I got the story wrong. It was Austin Aries that I missed because he went to the toilet, which I'm not too first, concerned about yeah. anymore. Um, <laughs> so then after Austin Aries. Hold on, hold on, what? Hold on. I don't mean to cut you off. So you didn't want to be around Austin Aries and his keto parts? I mean, I was looking forward to meeting him at the time, but then he became an asshole. Asshole. So he goes for a dump and then comes back after I pass his table. Then Mr. Anderson goes for a dump, but luckily he comes back just before we reach his table. I'm, I'm there with Beer. And Beer asks to shake his hand, even though, he, oh, even no. though he's just been to the toilet. And... <laughs> Beer says, it's okay, I don't mind. I know where your hands have been. And Mr. Anderson says, yeah, but I don't know where your hands have been. <laughs> that guy's like so damn funny. Hey, because uh, it was it was fucking hilarious because he said that I could claim him as my cousin and whatnot. I was like, hell yeah, fuck yeah. And I was just happy. And I was headed to the next table across the hallway he to uh, talk to Samoa Joe. And then next thing I know, who uh, <laughs> Mr. Anderson just just screams that way. Everybody, like even the people out in the stadium could hear, hear him like, hey, cuz, no family of mine would wear Hardy merch. They would wear my merch. I was like, well, if I'm your family, fucking give me some free merch. <laughs> and he's like, Got a point. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loved it. <laughs> Can we get Mr. Anderson back on TV, please? Yep. Yes. <laughs> well, also back on TV this week with Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone plugging dynamites. And while Khan says he and Jerry Lynn will be at ringside for a private parties match. And again, a- Tony Khan's still excelling at this kind of cocky oh. owner. Best one yet. Yeah. Best damn one yet. Here's what pissed me off. So you mean to tell me that we got Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn, who was a pivotal and integral part of the X Division on Impact. We're not even going to mention that. Well, I mean, they did call him one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yes, but he was a focal point of the X Division, Dazzy. I know, but Jerry Lynn's been kind of a vocal point everywhere he's gone, apart from WWE. Because oh my oh yeah God. we're just gonna make him light heavyweight champion and treat him like not a big deal. He beat uh, Crash Holly at his debut and then he went in the shitter. To be fair, they did the same thing with almost everybody that came from ECW apart from Rob Van Dam. That's just true. Well, Mike Awesome with that awesome bomb to Rhino on the freaking guardrail. One, two, three, hardcore champ, Mike Awesome. Yeah, but again, hardcore champ means shit. That is true. <laughs> It, oh, my, it's Mike Austin. For, for the kids out there, the hardcore title was the 24-7 title, but with weapons. <laughs> and getting pinned, wrapped in a fence in the Mississippi River. Oh, my God. <laughs> we went we went to the laundromat the other day, and okay. uh, uh, <laughs> there was, it, was, it was pretty late, and they were about to close. They only had like an hour left till close, so the guy was there cleaning and mopping he was an older guy 
and he uh, saw my jack, my AEW jacket, and he's like, "You a wrestler?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, but I wish I was." <laughs> and he started asking me questions about AEW. He thought maybe it was like a local wrestling company or some shit. I mean, this guy hasn't watched wrestling since the 90s. Now it's a t-shirt company. In the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 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 we were just talking wrestling, and he started talking about the hardcore matches and and the hardcore um, title. And he was asking, like, what, what there's going on now. And... It, oh man, it was the hardest damn thing to get that guy to comprehend what the twenty four seven title was. <laughs> I, I basically told him, "I'm like, look, so WWE signed this stupid ass deal with Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and there was this one time um, there was about thirty guys on a plane and chasing each other, locking themselves in the bathroom over a green ugly title belt." And they're like, he's like, I'm glad I stopped watching wrestling when I did. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, but check out AEW. They're pretty good. <laughs> See, I, oh, stuff happens uh, on Raw all the time when I'm watching it. And I'm, I always think if people, if non-wrestling fans are watching this, they would completely understand why they're not wrestling fans. Exactly. Uh, Stop it. You also realize that with since you guys are talking about the hardcore twenty four seven, I have to bring this up. That R Truth when he was K Quick was the hardcore champion and now R Truth as R Truth is the twenty four seven champion. Oh yeah, K Quick K Quick was great. Yes. He's getting rowdy. And he still hasn't aged. No, he is not. Like, for example, the segment that we mentioned on Raw with the fake Drew McIntyre with Bernard the Head Elf and Gilberg. I was just watching it thinking if somebody walked in now who wasn't a wrestling fan, they would think, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Yes. By the way, I feel for Gilberg, man. Do you know he's just coming off a heart attack? He had like a heart attack two months ago. How did I miss that? I knew, I'm, obviously, I knew he was retired now. Yeah, like a heart attack two months ago, and now you're looking at him. He's all happy. I mean, he was, you know, old and scrawny, but he looked good. He looked healthy. That is. And he's training kids, man. He's got his own wrestling school. God bless him. Cool. I mean, he was, he was never really an awful wrestler. It was just a stupid gimmick. Uh, who's, who's his uh, school with? Because it's with somebody else, isn't it? I'll take a look. Hold on. Because I think you're right about that. Mike, Mike you're supposed he... to know these things like that. There's... Oh, God. Who was it? There's, a... There's an up-and-coming uh, wrestler... I want to say it's a female that was trained by him. Uh, uh, oh, God, I just heard about this. There's the Gilbert Pro Wrestling Academy. Okay. Oh, I don't. I don't remember who who was trained there. I want to say, oh, damn, I can't remember. Oh well. Uh, okay. <laughs> What? Like somebody in NXT. Well, I, I do recall your girl, Renee Michelle, did train with them very briefly. Ah, uh, boy. No, oh, boy. I, don't, 
I don't think it was her. I want to say it was somebody else, but I can't remember. I want to say. Yeah. Like, uh, All right. well, I feel like talk- it was on Twitter or something. I can't remember. I don't know. I'll find it later and send it to you if, if I can find it. Please do. Mm, yeah, it was uh, only a few months ago, Mike, that he had a heart attack. I know, right? Like, God bless him. Two months. Jesus. And he's 61 years old. Mm-hmm. And he's still training people. And, you know, better wrestler than real Goldberg. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so Rich Swan calls out Moose and says he's willing to give Moose a title shot before fighting him off. So, uh, when is when is Rebellion? April? Yes. Looks like April we're finally going to get Moose uh, going after the Impact World title. Man, you know who's going to have fun with that, man? Chucky Finster. Because if you remember that episode, they were talking about, you know, Satchmo and everything and everything where they were at that meeting. He's like, what about the Moose? That's Chucky Finster's favorite wrestler right there. The Moose. (laughs) That's one hell of a reference. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Rohit Raju confronts Sid Scott Damore about TJP being manic and Damore was basically like well yeah obviously it was him you know everybody knew it was him well yeah look at the fucking tattoos on this guy like I barely watched him back I fucking knew manic was TJP in the jump but he was like the stipulation was he couldn't face you as TJP so he faced you as manic what's the fucking problem so he put him... <laughs> I know right read in between the lines bub Read the fine print. Uh, so then Scott Demore agrees to give him a one-on-one match against TJP, but doesn't tell him it's a non-title match. Uh, cool, too. So like after Rohit leaves the room, uh, Demore's like, you think maybe I should have told him it was non-title? And TJP says, mm. yeah, he'll figure it out. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> it turned about fair play. True that. Uh, following this, Brian Myers defeated Falabar with a sly low blow. Eh. Yeah. Uh, Brian Myers just keeps randomly appearing in backstage segments and then facing whoever's in the segment. Weird. I mean, at least he's being used. Yeah, and at least he's winning. Facts. Uh, and then, of course, main event was Pravapare defeating Saban and Storm with some assistance from Jerry Big Lynn. Big squad. So Jerry Lynn wasn't just there, you know, to watch the match. Jerry Lynn got involved. Goddamn, Jerry Lynn, you better watch your fucking boundaries, bub. You're going to join the Jeep squad. And then we kind of had a Monday Night Raw ending where the good brothers confront the winners. Saban and Storm start another fight. And we just end the show mid-fight. Meh. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Meh. At least it wasn't, oh my god, he's got a lit match, cut to black. Oh, yeah. Like, geez, thanks. <laughs> it's just like standing there now, as far as we know, in some different arena. Okay. As we said, we are one week away from Podcast Promo Rumble 6. So, first of all, we want to send a special thank you to Alex McMillan of Razor Red Noise for the official Podcast Promo Rumble 6 theme song in the world. Go check him out now on youtube.com slash coversburn. That's B-Y-R-R-N. And also on Instagram at underscore Alex McMillan. He's also um, had some great news this past week. 
where Linkin Park's Mike Shinoda is producing one of his songs. Awesome. Absolutely. Dream come true. Because, of course, if you go check out his channel, it's just full of Linkin Park covers that are just stunning. Um, and, as we said, podcast promo Rumble 6 is... Next week! Next week! Next week! For the 30th time in six years, we bring you a Max Rossing special, and we're going back to the 80s, because, as the song says, everything was acceptable then. Mm-hmm. For the first time ever, the Max Wrestling World Championship is on the line as public choice Chris Durham gets to go one-on-one with the captain. All I can say is we may not be making money, but we're definitely making history. Thanks. Hell yeah. Speaking of history, the first and only three-time knowledge champion, the Phoenix, will be defending his gold in a triple threat match against two fellow podcasters, talking takers Alex Dorio and wrestling gals Ella J. The Phoenix also has his work cut out as he and Moses are going one more round after their draw at the Maxis, and this time there must be a winner for the promo championship. This time, Phoenix, you have no shot. Not a chance in hell. I had to do a little extra. And also, we've added a match to the pre-launch show, Mike. Uh, which features the two people who didn't survive the vote to face the world champion, that being Cypher and Daniel Crimmins, have agreed to face each other in a promo exhibition. And, you know, after they set the match up, it, it, cool. it didn't dawn on me until a couple of days ago that, oh, yeah, they were up for the world title vote. So it, it makes perfect cool. sense. Uh, the pre-launch. Can I just say something? Yes. Just their stats and facts over here will say it since you got to give me credit for booking this, which, duh. Anyway, I digress. It's one of those things where I got to look at it like this, man. This is Cypher's second Max Wrestling special that he's going to be on. His first was his one-year anniversary last year against Teddy P. And now this is Daniel Kremens' third special, Promo Slam Against Me, the Max season now podcast, Promo Rumble. Yes. Um, so the pre-launch show is on January 26th, this coming Tuesday. And once again, it all comes your way January 28th. Um, also, apparently we have a special announcement at Podcast Power Rumble 6 from Travis. I'm going to stay in the dark. I like mysteries. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I will make an announcement. It's kind of important, kind of shocking. Something that I have not really talked about, but I'll talk about it next week. So now, All right. now we know it doesn't involve Kiara Hogan. No rash. <laughs> Max Wrestling Podcast is about all wrestling. WWE, Impact, and AEW. And we got promos. I love to entertain all of you. I've said it time after time again that I am the most passionate person when it comes to these promos. I am the one that makes your blood boil. We got trivia. Who portrayed the fake Undertaker at SummerSlam 1994? That'd be uh, Brian Lee. Mark Capani is the real name of what former WWE superstar? I believe that's Muhammad Hassan. So join us every Thursday on the Mac Wrestling Podcast 
and take it to the mat. Go to mattressinguk.weebly.com for more information. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to the Match Wrestling Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Madhouse. And don't forget to subscribe on youtube.com slash matchwrestling. Thanks for coming out. Gracias por venir. What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, one half of the MLW commentary team, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Time to take it to the max. All right, it's time for, well, I mean, we're already over an hour into the show, but it's now time for the longest part of the show as we enter the Wednesday Night War Zone. All right, so question one, why is Luther still on TV? Uh, uh, because negative one, Luther. he had to say he had a stupid face. Well, I mean, he does. Luther <laughs> and Serpentico look to ruin negative one's birthday before the tag match begins. Asshole. I mean, it was kind of worth it just to see negative one smack him over the head with a candlestick. Um, be before bad. reminding the group of idiots that his birthday's already been. <laughs> <laughs> it was three days ago, you idiots! <laughs> I loved it. Uh, I kind of hope we see more of Negative One on Dynamite, not just on, you know, um, being the elite. Um, so do I. Meanwhile, on NXT, they continued the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic with Kushida and Ruff getting a win over the way. So Gargano and Fury are out. Yay. Unfortunately, well, actually, I mean, this is probably going to be a pretty hard-hitting match. That means we're going to get Kushida and Ruff versus the Grizzly Young Veterans in the next round. Mm-hmm. Shoes off. This is the way. I did. I did love uh, every, pretty much everything uh, Kushida did in that match. There was uh, what would he did? He did like that whole like arm bar off a pump handle slam. I was like, that was fucking just sick. And then uh, was, Austin Theory's really a, a, see, he's a bitch. I really want to see a like a serious one on one match with Johnny and uh, Kushida. I'm waiting for it. I don't think we're gonna get serious Johnny for a long time. <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't need a serious Whatever, Johnny, just, just a serious match. Yeah, just a one-on-one, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she don't make it serious. Can I just say? Yes, yeah. Mike. Can I just... James Drake, shoes with no socks. Shoes off if you hate Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, next segment on Dynamite. Tony Schiavone introduces Sting and Darby Allin. Sting congratulates Darby before they are very quickly interrupted by Team Taz, of course, who want to take it to the streets. Who's for the streets? Who's for the streets? Okay. Uh, no, I, I don't like it. Who's for the streets? I'm, I'm it, really it's getting just tired so... of Taz. So does this yeah, mean fucking it's... Sting's going to be in this fucking street fight? Probably. They insinuated that. Well, I mean... This is gonna suck. 
Yes. Uh, is it gonna be like two on five now? I guess uh, they they really like, didn't explain fuck. it very well. It was just like we're gonna take it to the streets, and yeah. this thing whispered something in Darby's ear, and Darby's like, "Be careful what you wish for." The that entire Seems... segment was very just not well done at all. Mm. As can I say yes. it? Michael McDonald Doobie Brothers. They're taking it to the streets. Oh wow. <laughs> If we get flagged just for that, then... I was going to say, he was way too eager. <laughs> now, oh, they, in, in all reality, hey, just so we can plug it, and it's the honest truth, they should have just scrapped that segment and played a certain match from Dark this week. Yes. Hey, freaking AJ Kirsch. Casey Navarro versus Top Flight. I mean, Max Wrestling. I, I, I feel yeah. like we're seeing too much of Sting. If he's not going to mm-hmm. be wrestling and he's yeah. just, you know, there for um, the. What's it called? The payday? No, just that's for the payday. For, for his presence. The appearance. And his presence is going to be factor? less special the more he's on the show. That's true. Yeah. I'm kind of. I'll be honest. I like it. I like Sting, but I'm kind of getting tired of it. Yeah, kind of getting tired. He he doesn't yeah, he doesn't well, need to be on there every week doing the same thing. Kind of sort of. Definitely doesn't need that big old special entrance neither. I, li- I like just for entrance. Like minute. Well, I mean, I like it too, but it's unnecessary right now. Surfer Sting. Yeah, we got beach, we got beach bash in two weeks in ja- in February. Surfer's day. Why why are we having a beach? He doesn't fucking show up. I'm screaming you. Like I know they're in Florida, but why are we getting a beach themed pay per view in February? Hi. Because I don't know reasons. Reasons. <laughs> well, we did last year. Did we? Was it the same time last year? Was it? Uh, Pretty sure it's close to the same time. Nah, when they do bash at the beach. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure it was. It was around. Shit, it, was, it was. It already happened. It was 15th of January last year. Oh yeah. Nothing. Bloody hell! <laughs> Bloody fucking. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, over on NXT, Karrion Cross defeats Ashante Adonis. Oh, this was great. Uh, again, with his f- new forearm to the back of the head. Uh, Cross then attacked Desmond yeah. Troy after the match and locked him in a straight jacket. Oh. Not, not literally. I want to oh, read my whole little cool script thing because this was awesome. Do the script. Because I, yeah. I wrote it down because I was like, I'm in the note-taking mood. I guess right. me and Trav right. were on the I'm gonna, I'm gonna same I'm going to channel through someone Goldberg. Go to the script. Go to the script. Okay. So I, was, I wrote full uh, cross entrance with Scarlet Limp singing. I was like, I totally missed this. Northern Lights suplex, rolls through it, hits a Saito, then another one. I'm screaming. And then he's screaming at the dude, did you hear it? Do you hear that? And I'm like, hear what? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Then he just clobbers this fucking poor dude in the back of the head, shoots the half, gets the win. And I was like, God damn, this was awesome. And then all of a sudden I was like, hey, look, it's that big fucking wrestler dude. He's a, all of a sudden a security geek and he's dead. <laughs> And that's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> so, big, so when I big, was watching the 
when I was watching this match, I just got to put this out here. I was watching AEW at the same time, but it's at different times in the show. But it just so happened the exact second Karrion Cross was coming out with his intro, Cody Rhodes was coming out with his intro. That was the most bizarre damn thing I've ever seen. (laughs) And it was like, it was cool as hell. Well, because you have this badass intro that's completely black and white. And then you have Cody Rhodes with the pyro, all the lights, and it, it was. And then it got ruined by Snoop Dogg. Yeah, so. that stupid fucking Snoop Dogg song is <laughs> capped. Why, Cody? Oh, and then next week we got Shaq. Fuck. Oh. Uh, Here we go, Shaq Daughter. <laughs> and I also say I hate Jade. What's her name? That, Jane that's Cargill. Jade. Oh. What's her name? That's what I call her. I don't. I don't think anybody likes her. I just—I know she's training at the uh, Nightmare Factory and all that crap, but it's just—you know what I'm saying? Here's what they did: they put her on TV too quick. She has no fucking clue, and I just don't care. I still don't understand the beef with Cody. What? I guess we'll find out next week. She has okay. So apparently, the beef is based. She she was promised a match, so now she wants a match. Well, maybe it's because you suck. Thank you. (laughs) Well, no, that's no. I guess what it was is like she, uh, uh, my I, my idea is I guess they were trying to build towards like a Shaq and Cardgill versus uh, uh, Cody and and Brandy, but because Brandy's pregnant, they had to put it on hold, and now they don't know what the fuck to do with this broad. But hey, now is our time to bring in Shaq, so let's keep it my, going. What what I took from it was she wasn't getting any TV time, but now she's banging Shaq. So fuck you. Yeah, right. That, that's basically the story. I don't know from what All I understand. I, all uh, I know is, is TK, bro, do not, do not make these part-time shit like a permanent thing. Don't, don't, do not slip into that fucking realm of part-time lovers. Yeah, the, the, don't the do Jericho this. Tyson thing went nowhere. But, uh, exactly. Yeah, true, but I, I'll be honest. I would rather see Cody Rhodes versus Shaquille O'Neal rather than to see that damn matchup oh, he had shit. last night again. I mean. It was very strange how much time they gave to Cody and Peter Avalon. Like I, I it was so awkward. and they it, fucking botched and botched and botched. Oh my god! He tried to do the damn leapfrog and just landed on his fucking head. Dude, everybody was fucking yeah, up all night. And then like the match went way too damn long, way too damn long. And then at the end of it, all it fucking was. Was he went to he acted like he was about to slap him, slap Peter in the face, and he tapped out. As he has the figure four on. Fucking kidding! I don't know. He tapped out because he was a chicken shit about a damn slap after having a twenty damn minute fucking match, and oh god, it was fucking bullshit. Okay, I'm done. It it pissed me off too because fucking Cody's selling his knee for all of like four minutes. And he's on a fucking just spree of doing all kinds of shit. And I'm like, whenever you fucking sell on your knee, pal. And then, yeah, that whole, that ending was the fucking worst. <laughs> oh, wow. First and foremost, I remember watching Peter Avalon as Nor Furnham jobbing the EC3 back at TNA. Daz, Nor Furnham. Do you remember Dewey? Yes. Remember him and that? I kind of remember. Peter Avalon is a, is a California uh, indie legend. 
Yes. So. I've only I've only seen glimpses of him, but uh, but I I know his, of his legend. All right, but yeah. So I, going back to the days when Nor Firm and Dewey Barnes were in the turkey suit losing to the bromance around Thanksgiving. It's one of those things where Peter Avalon's always been the comedy character, and after also watching that match long and watching too long. That well, you guys nailed it. It's too long because I'm thinking it's going to be a squizosh, and I'm like, what are you doing? Well, let me run off the bat. He's going for the fucking crossroads, and then it's like, oh my god! Like once he didn't hit it and, and just like pin him and win, I was like, okay, this thing's gonna go too long. And it did come dumb shit. Like I, I thought it was gonna be over when Jade Watson name distracted Cody and Avalon hit the low blow. I was hoping it would be. Like I, I understand you want to make the the young guy look good, but you still went a little long. It's Avalon. That's what it's You expect me to believe long. it took Cody Rhodes 20 minutes to beat Peter Avalon? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and you said it went a little long. My okay, it went twice as long as it should have. <laughs> twice. Three times. <laughs> um, well, before this, the Young Bucks paid a visit to Kenny Omega's house, uh, only to find Don Callis and a very horrifying painting um, of Don and Kenny but Don Callis tries to pay them off you know don't see my don't see your friend anymore and I'll pay you um, the Bucks first of all comment that they made that much last week anyway so he gives them another check and then Matt makes a great comment <laughs> of um, they used to work for the company that Don is the VP of so they know the checks are no good <laughs> oh, uh, up, beat his ass. What the fuck is this painting? Why? Why? Why did? Okay. Why? All right, I, I'll I'll tell you right now. One thing that, that was I've the gayest seen. thing I fucking have <laughs> okay, ever seen. But listen, listen. I saw a meme last night about this painting. Uh, it was beautifully edited to where they were hanging up that painting instead of. Donald Trump's. Oh, yeah, no, I press. saw that. I saw it. Yeah. I thought that was that, fantastic. That pretty much, that pretty like, much made, up, made, up, made up for all of it. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, in that instance, you know what? You go ahead, you hang that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Back on NXT, speaking of crazy booking, Lucha House Party defeated Imperium. Blew yeah, my mind. I was shocked. What? Yeah, they did. What? what? I was so shocked. Well, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I'm glad and happy for Lucha House Party, but they beat Imperium. And you got to think, I'm not really used to seeing Lucha House Party being pushed. No, they're being pushed on both shows yeah. right now. Well, mm-hmm. I don't watch both shows. <laughs> well, see, if you're, if you're paying attention to the bracket, they're going immediate yeah. bracket busters. Like... Every yeah. upset or whatever so far has been an upset. Yeah. Also, looking at the brackets, it's now Lucha House Party versus Legato del Fantasma, which obviously fits into the rivalry mm-hmm. they got going on. So, I mean, we should have seen that one coming, really. I have a funny feeling somebody actually showed Triple H and HBK some fucking Metalik tape from Mexico, and they're like, okay, you know what? We got to at least give this guy a fucking cruiserweight title run. Mm-hmm. 
I'd believe it. Um, and of course, on the topic of the Dusty Rhodes tournament, the women's tournament was opened by Beth Phoenix, and if you notice, it's exactly half the size of the men's. Mm-hmm. No, I was told it's still sixteen teams. Oh, they only showed it like eight brackets this week. I was still told I w- I know, but I was told last week that it was like sixteen teams, and it had some irate fucking uh, 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 team members of like. Uh, Eva Marie and somebody, and it would be like uh, Lana and uh, Becky Lynch or something like that. It was like oh, weird-ass fucking people. I swear to God. That, I blame Brian yeah, Alvarez. That sounds very <laughs> I will get you the clip of what, I, uh, of, of, of what I have, and I will shoot it to you ASAP. Please publicly say yeah, that you blame Brian Alvarez so that he can come on Twitter and say, actually, I didn't report that. <laughs> okay, so let me let me make this let me make this like legit. Then uh, I was listening to the Brian and Vinny show. They were recapping this. Brian forced Vinny to go look up the bracket. I don't know if he found the right bracket, but he found a bracket that all had all kinds of fucking weird people on it, like weird fucking people. Okay, I will definitely have to look it up and get it to you guys ASAP. Um. NXT also taking a shot with uh, a shot of all the women in the NXT Dusty Rhodes Classic and saying best division, mm-hmm. period. And I find that funny because Priscilla Kelly's in it. Yeah. Period. I don't know. Tampon. Uh. <laughs> um, what's her name now? It's something stupid. So their name, Zoe Stark, is the formerly known as Lacey Ryan. Cora Jade is Elena Black, and Priscilla Kelly is Gigi Dolan. Now, Elena Black rings a bell, and I can't think why. She did a couple matches on AEW Dark. I think... Nah, you see, I don't really watch Dark, so I must have seen her somewhere else. Lacey Ryan wrestled Jordan Grace on Impact. She's from Future Stars of Wrestling. Yeah, I don't recognize Lacey Black, but Elena Black... uh, Lacey Black, Lacey Ryan. But Elena Black definitely rings a bell, and it's bugging me where I know her from. I think she was she wasn't she one that was trained by like Seth Rollins. I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen her either wrestle or be interviewed, but her name is so familiar. Okay, yeah, she's a well-known indie talent, and obviously we know dirty fucking slut. No, she's the strumpet now. <laughs> the strumpet. That's right. Yes. But yes, they finally signed her, and everybody's all happy. Priscilla Kelly. Woo. I'm not going to be completely awful. She is a good wrestler, and she had a great match on uh, NWA for the women's title with Serena. She's a good, she's a good wrestler, but she's so associated with the damn Tampa. Yes, um, that stunt will forever be an asterisk to her career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why it goes to show: don't do stupid shit on the Indies. Because when WWE hire you, people are still going to remember it. Hey man, you got shots of Blackheart selling her pee. I'm selling her pee. It's friggin' uh, selling her poop and friggin' uh, well, yeah, but know, at least you didn't shove it in anybody's kid. mouth. That is true. Yeah. It could be like American wedding, you know, when they, uh, when they you know, they eat the shit. You see? You see? Uh, see? Uh, uh, uh. Ugh. Oh, that scene. All the things that have happened in American pie series and that's the one scene that's like yep Ugh. Uh, I digress 
Uh, Casey and Caden, much to Travis's uh, joy, advance after defeating Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm, thanks to a little interference from Io Shirai. Yeah, uh, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were going to get the win. Um, I'm glad that they did. But I also know that Triple H absolutely loves the both of them. So I'm hoping this is, I'm hoping this is uh, going to be that push that they need, and um, not because I love them, <laughs> but I think this is going to be their time. Yeah, and they're going to win the whole thing. And you can kind of see as well they're legit best friends. Right. Yeah. It, it's it just kind of reminds me hey, a lot of you know how it is on Impact with uh, Kiera and uh, Tasha Steels. They've been the team for a while, but haven't done nothing with it. And yet, and then slowly there's more teams, and then half of the damn brackets are just random tossed-together people. So, yeah. Um, obviously we're still getting a feud between Mercedes Martinez and Neo Shirai. Mercedes also explained why she left Retribution this week, and it's basically because the group was shit. <laughs> Good yeah. reason. <laughs> As we expected. Well, hold on. Speaking of Retribution, did you guys see that Nikki Cross promo that she did on Twitter that was just, like, fire and fierce? Yeah. What, what would you say about a crazy Nikki Cross joining Retribution, like, when she was in San I, I just want a crazy Nikki Cross again. I don't... I don't know mm-hmm. why she became this soft, dopey, giggly friend of Alexis. You want to know why? Because Alexi. It's Alexis' fault, Daz. Alexi. I mean, yeah. Well, because it's such good shit. Yep. Ugh. Uh, also, Bronson Reed got a win over Tyler Rust, and Finn Balor invited Kyle O'Reilly to be his partner next week. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I love mm-hmm. the intense sort of standoff with Finn. Like, there's, there's respect there, but there's, there's also a lot of tension between them. And then Adam Cole and Roddy are still staring at him as well. So He's all, sorry, are you in? Or are you still eating your meals through a straw? Hey, watch your mouth, pal. That's oh, all right, Roddy. Sorry, right, Roddy, Roddy, stand Roddy, down. goddamn hothead. <laughs> I love when Roddy gets all, like, extra for no damn reason. <laughs> Uh, um, over on Dynamite, uh, Jungle Express again confront FTR and set up uh, Dax Harwood versus Jungle Boy next week. Okay. Yeah, okay. Followed by John Moxley <laughs> making his in-ring return against uh, mm-hmm. Nick Comoroto. I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but he's, he's big. He's a big, big guy. and He's a big old that fucking That played dude. against him as Mox kind of used his weight and his size against him to lock in a rear naked choke for the win. Oh, yeah. Fucking fell down like a goddamn tree. Okay. All right, I'm looking up this Nick Comoroto, and his, uh, it sounds like that old friggin', you know, Motorola course on my moto. <laughs> hello, so moto. So what he is is, hello, moto. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. So he's a former college all-American wrestler, nine years of pro experience trained by QT Marshall. Nice. Does it say where he went to uh, college? Uh, no, it just says. All right, hold on. Wait, let me go back there, Mister Moses Marquez. 
I'm pretty sure they said it on Dynamite last night. Like, I'm sure Jr. did. It sounds like a Jr. thing to do. Excalibur, actually. Oh wow! Shocked. Eddie Kingston was also face to face with Archer and Jake the Snake. We're getting Eddie versus Lance Archer next week as well. I love Jake Snake getting in his face. Jake's. I want oh, his shirt. Do you, do you say you want his shirt? <laughs> I straight up want his shirt. <laughs> yeah, Jake's shirt. I love that damn thing. I don't know why, but I want it. <laughs> like, right. Even Eddie Kingston didn't know what to say when Jake the Snake was like yelling in his face. Well, I say yelling, sort of loud whispering in his face. <laughs> Uh, also, Kenny Omega finally arrived, but Don didn't want to tell him how he got a big shiner, which, as we all know, it came from the Young Bucks. And mm-hmm. in NXT, Legato taunt Lucha House Party because, of course, they're facing each other next in the tournament, uh, which led to a big brawl. Very nice. Uh, I don't know why we didn't mention that when we were talking about it earlier, to be honest. Anyway... I'm going to hand it over to Moses now because the main event of NXT was Fight Pit 2. Ah, this thing was a whole lot of fucking, you know, just a whole lot of submissions. It's like they were, I don't know, I don't, the thing I don't like about this Fight Pit is how they um, uh, like start on top. Yeah. I always just feel like somebody's going to fall right off. And then that's exactly what, what, what Ciampa did. He's, I'm going to throw this fucking guy <laughs> off. And then, like, uh, who's the who's the geek lead announcer or whatever? He's like, you have to do it in the ring. I'm like, no, fuck you. If he's dead on the outside, I win. The fuck? You talking about Vic yeah. Anderson? Yeah. I was like, dude, shut up, you geek. Like, if I throw, if he's dead on the outside, I win. I don't give a shit what the fuck you say, okay? I don't have to be inside your goddamn pit. So, but they get in there, and, I mean, it was it was as much as a just a, a mean guy brawl as I expected it to be. But the ending threw me for a fucking loop. First, he, uh, Thatcher, uh, I don't know, I guess he, like, kind of, like, posts him, if you will. Puts him into that, uh, like, opening gap where the cage kind of opens in the corner. And for a uh, second there, I'm like, dude, if he does anything, like, Ciampa's leg is fucked. Because his other leg looks like it's stuck. And, and then it's not stuck. Then he ends up just using, like, a fucking stretch muffler. But, like, a deep-ass stretch muffler. And Ciampa taps. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I mean, I expected I expected him to win, but I didn't expect him to win like this. It just, I don't know, Ciampa felt, like, weak a little bit. And then now I'm like, oh, fuck, the inevitable is happening. He's getting called up. Like, this is what happened to Matt Riddle. Yeah, exactly the same thing. Rumble. Rumble. Uh. Uh, yeah, the, the ending was Fuck. pretty weird as Champa's kind of cowering in the corner and then yes, yes, yes. just staring at him on his knees. I thought there was going to be like a fist bump or something, but they just stared at each other. Yeah, weird as fuck. Um, but I mean, it's, it's good for Thatcher. He's still the king of the fight pit. That he is. It is his match, baby. Uh, much like the Lion's Den was Ken Shamrock's match. I want to see, I want to see Thatcher and Damian Priest in the pit. Oh yeah, that'd be nice. Where the fuck is Priest? That or uh, anyway, 
so that's all of NXT. Ah, going university. A few more things on Dynamite. The Hardy Paddy defeat Matt Seidel in top flight. Um, Penelope Ford defeats like Lena. What the hell have I typed? That's not a name. <laughs> Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch? Yeah, Layla Hirsch. corrected it to Horace. Dude, Layla Hirsch is at least four foot ten. At least. <laughs> at least four foot ten. Uh, she's 4'11", actually. Yeah, that's what they said on the show. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I mean... She's... No. Good things come in small packages, apparently. Hey, all right. Well, I mean, she's good. It was a good match. Yeah. Uh, everybody's now crying out to sign her. I remember the first time she was on Dynamite and being impressed by her, so... Uh, hopefully she sticks around. Good for her. She's like a miniature Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, mini, mini Shayna. Ooh, Okay. So you know who she's in a relationship with? No. Somebody really tall? I think she's in a relationship with Ashley Vox. You guys remember Ashley Vox from uh, Impact and all that in the, in the tag tournament? Probably no, not. but I did kind of have a vibe that she swung that way. Oh, yeah. Team C-Stars, bro. Remember Team C-Stars? Her and her sister Delmi? Remember Team C-Stars? Oh, oh that weird-ass yeah. team. Yeah. 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 Um, yes. I believe her and uh, Layla Hirsch are, you know, bow check a wow wow. All right, after the match, Miro arrives with his butler to waste everybody's time. Oh, Move my on. fuck. No. No, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What the fuck is that jumpsuit? What the fuck is that jumpsuit? Well, what right? the fuck is everything with Miro right now? Okay, and then, and then, because this, exactly. this, this part, this last part pissed me, the like, it pissed oh. me off. Who in the fuck? Like, since when is your butler, like, you can just tell him what, like, tell him I'm your best friend now, like. I'm your butler, bro. Like, what the fuck? It, what the hell? This thing is dumb. This yeah, is dumb. Been since the beginning. Yeah. No, I, I knew that. I, I just like to brag on I, it every I week. I haven't enjoyed anything Miro's done apart from that time he looked pretty badass in the Battle Royal. That, and then what was it, like, last week where he killed, uh, he beat the shit out of Trent? Yeah. Yes. Or, yeah. And that was, like, that was about it. Yeah. Uh, so right before the main event, for some reason, the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega beat the shit out of Penta. Buenos Hermanos. Just because. For reasons, yeah. I guess, I guess Callis blamed him for the Shiner, I don't know. I don't know why he would, but okay. Well, no, yeah, he said it was the just, that, that They uh, helped Moxley yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. Huh? That's angle, dude. I, again, for reasons. <laughs> but uh, main events: MJF and Jericho are now the official tag team of the Inner Circle. Boo! And this dude talk about give Sammy everything in this fucking match. Not only did he take all the punishment, but he looked like the biggest fucking star. And then he got fucked at the end. That they also cut damn it really tight, like the, the, the pin, oh, and then yeah. the end of the show. That was it. Whereas NXT went like six minutes over, I think. Oh. Because we're NXT. Yeah, we can do what the fuck we want. Because the USA needs us, damn it. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. TNT need Dynamite. It, it, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But at the same time, it's not like, you know, they were, like, clamoring for them. So I, as far as, like, the pool for extra time, I'm sure it's not there mm-hmm. yet. But let them let him eventually start beating Raw and SmackDown in ratings like they're almost about to. And I'm sure they can start doing overruns. Or they'll make them do the whole fi- start five minutes early thing. I mean, I'm I'm, sh- I'm I'm sure they can't be far off from Raw. Raw is tanking, where SmackDown is kind of mm-hmm. up and down. 
Uh, all right, well, it is time for us to, just like Champa, tap out and bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and CastBox. Cast Bizarre! And FM. I mean... That that mic almost went like Adam Pierce's mic. <laughs> hey, man, I put my fist right on my throat, man, and then bada boom, you got a little something coming out there. <laughs> uh, if that wasn't enough, you can find us on Wrestling with Wrestling. Thank you, as always, to Andre Corbeil. You can find me at the Captain Five One Two, and if you so desire, you can now find me on TikTok at yeah. Captain Since Day One. You can also find Travis at Walker underscore TA92 and Twitch no longer makes your dick itch. It makes Vince's dick itch. So don't be a wanker and join us on Anchor along with Moses Marquez. That's right. A bunch of stuff is coming. Uh, actually, the streams are going to be coming back soon. It's hence the new setup. Um, more on that hopefully in the next coming weeks. Uh, as far as retro, we're back to raw and nitros. People are happy about it. I'm happy about it. It's back to the norm. And there's a lot of football stuff coming. So anybody who wants to listen to that, there's a, a lot. A lot. I like it a lot. A lot. Like, like I, there's going to be videos. There's going to be multiple podcasts. There's possibly going to be some interaction with college players. I don't know some people on the inside. Maybe I do. X. No, I have a friend at San Diego State. So we're going to – I'm going to hopefully – Interview a couple guys from San Diego State, hopefully a couple guys that are uh, draft prospects. One guy for sure has already agreed. He's, uh, in my opinion, a guaranteed third-round selection. So this is going to be exciting. Excellent day. And there's a reason we call him the podcast machine. Who's been on the mic with Mike? Uh, Princess Gemini and Adult Star BBW, man. I also had on uh, Sessions Wrestlers, uh, Ms. Hayes and Lola talk about mma in the session wrestling world lfc podcast will be coming back this week as well beauty strength and dominance the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are check it out laundryfc.com wherever you get your audio platforms for the show and laundryfc on twitter you can also follow me on twitter at sm show one or mcl 92 and for my pop culture stuff at pop underscore culture underscore pod and for the lfc podcast lfc underscore pod steven mike show.com soundcloud.com slash mc larkin 92 and also, I will say this right now. I am working on an interview with a certain free agent that will be out very soon. So stay Ooh, tuned. Good times. Wink, you know, wink. And join us next week next. for Podcast Promo Rumble 6. Do not miss it. January 28th, next Thursday, the pre-launch show on Tuesday the 26th. All championships on the line. Goodbye. And good night. Next week's Phoenix, I clip your wings and put out your flame.